0: Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, we chose this one. This episode, 144 Turbo from 2013? Hold on, Turbo from 2013. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two.
1: And this episode is brought to you by Intel Turbo Memory. Intel Turbo Memory is a technology introduced by Intel Corporation that uses NAND flash memory modules to reduce the time it takes for a computer to power up, access programs, and write data to the hard drive. Shout out, Intel Turbo Memory.
0: Well, shout out, Intel Turbo Memory, and welcome to Animation Week here on Too Fast, Too Forever. Later in the week, we will be covering Finding Nemo, originally part of our Reef Week, before that was upended by some interview or other. But we are now here, Animation Week Turbo Today, Finding Nemo on Friday. But before we get there, extracurricular activities, Joe, what have you been up to? We haven't done this in a full week because we uh, had our bonus, not our bonus, but our bonus Comic-Con panel in between. So what have you been up to in the last week? Normally, like, watching sports and stuff. um, Rachel and I have
1: been watching more Knife Show, as Kara likes to call it. She told us that she calls it Knife Show. We finished Season 3 of Amazing Race. Again, spoilers for a 20-year-old reality TV show. The girl that was, you know, falling in love with another, a member of another team.
0: Is there one of these or two of these? I thought there was two of these.
1: Yes. There was one last season where she was with her separated husband or ex-husband, and she, like, was hooking up with a guy on the team. This time, there's double mint gum twins that were models, and she was in love with one of them. And so there's, like, four teams left. The double mint twins fuck up. Like they do this thing where they like they start following them, but like you can't check into the end t- unless you like h- find the clue, right? Like if you go to the end, that doesn't mean anything. Like you had to do the stops along the way. They see them get on this boat and they like go across with them. It doesn't matter because they don't have the like the piece in between that. They have to go back and find this thing. They come back They're They're like eliminated. So the girl's like super sad. And for like the whole next day, all she does is just bitch and moan. That, like, she doesn't want to do this anymore. And the other, like, her partner, amazing race boyfriend, is gone. He's like, come on, like, let's just try to finish this. And she's like, I can't do it. And she's just, like, crying the whole time. They, like, get to the end and they're only like two hours behind, like, the first two teams. Cause now there's only three teams. And then they fucking win. She was like, ready to quit. She was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, with three teams left, she's like, I just want to go home. Like, I'm done with this. And the other guy's like, come on, like, let's just, like, finish it out. We're, like, at the end here. And then they won. I was kind of disappointed by that. Today, I drove back home. I came to visit my parents in Pittsburgh. Oh, you drove, okay. Yes, we drove back home. So Rachel and I are here in Pittsburgh right
0: now. Do you normally try I mean, I knew that you guys flew when your dad had his thing because it was like, oh, we need to get there as soon as yes. we possibly can, but... If I was coming back to visit... Typically, I would drive.
1: It's it's about like an eight-hour drive. So it's like a little bit more than I'm comfortable with. And with airline miles and stuff, like normally I would fly. But right now, I don't want to be in an airport if I don't have to be, right? Right. We're here for the weekend just to hang out with them. I want to I wanna get a good visit in before the weather gets shitty, you know, because it's like it's starting to get cold in the Northeast, and I'm starting to get a little nervous about snow and ice and stuff. So I wanted to just make sure that I was here and visited them before you know, maybe we get kind of excommunicated, especially if we have to drive, right? Got a pizza from Fiori's, which is a famous Pittsburgh pizza place. The pizza douche, you guys can deduce who I mean by that, um, was there on his pizza review show the other day and reviewed it. Had delightful pizza and some other stuff, and now I'm just here with you recording.
0: Anything else of note, or is that about it?
1: We're gonna be here this weekend, um, it's gonna be fun to watch the Steelers game here, being in Pittsburgh, you know sure. what I mean? Yep. Obviously the city's like pretty hype right now. I saw a funny tweet the other day. I sent it to Rachel. One of the the Steelers sports writers was like, I went to go get coffee this morning and I got an Amazon package and a FedEx package delivered. All three experiences had because like, they knew who he was. There was like all three experiences. Um, somebody asked me, Is Ben okay? Will he play on Sunday? like the girl at Starbucks your Amazon delivery guy like all of them know that he has a connection he's like like everybody's like is Ben okay is he going to play cuz like you know he had a covid proximity scare this week so Oof.
0: who are they playing this week
1: the bungles so oh, this is okay. a trap game for us if you're a Steelers fan i'm sure that you have these weird quirks too but Steelers fans are always petrified of playing teams that are bad because we have like a long history of losing to, like there was a stat the other day that was like Tomlin is like 12 and 10 against teams that are 4 games behind 500. That's a really weird bad stat. Yep. Like if a team's like 4 games lower than 500, you should be winning 95% of these games. But no. Right. I'm biting my nails all weekend and hopefully uh, who knows. I I'm f- fully convinced that we're going to
0: lose this one, so... Yeah, but you're also 8-0, so, like, I'm not going to actually listen to you worry, so... Yeah,
1: exactly. That's what I mean. Like, it would... We're bound to lose one eventually, and now will be a good
0: time, so... Yeah, do it I have been watching a ton of things well now that I have a PS5 which I'll talk about I have cool. been watching fewer things but I was watching a lot of things because I knew that I was getting like we were basically entering gaming season sort of we but are I've yeah. been watching a lot we're of movies to catch up this is not going to come as a surprise to anybody who likes concert films but I watched this week two that were great they're both talking heads related have you ever seen stop making sense dude so
1: I read I'll be gone in I'll be gone in the dark. We've watched like half the documentary, which is a little bit different than the book, right? And as we were driving today, we were listening to I'll Be Gone in the Dark on book on tape because Rachel's never read it. And she references that movie in the fucking book.
0: A lot of people consider it like the best concert film of all time I,
1: I didn't know about it and like it's just weird that I heard this today and then you bring it up go ahead continue sorry so Jonathan
0: to... Demme who directed Silence of the Lambs did this a couple years before wow. like this kind of set him on the path of becoming a thing and like it is it's just so much fun Adam Scott and Scott Aukerman on their music podcast that changes bands are now doing Talking Heads they did U2 they did REM now they're doing Talking Heads so I've been listening to them talk about Talking Heads so I wanted to listen. I wanted to watch okay. this. I've been meaning to you for a while. 90 minutes or maybe a little bit more. I think it's on, this one's on Amazon Prime and it's so much fun. Everybody, it's just like, it's nonstop energy from the beginning to the end. Like it's crazy how well it's edited and cut together. What are some talking together.
1: head songs that I would know? Like what are like the famous ones?
0: Once in a lifetime, this okay. must be the place. Rachel just giggled
1: at me in the background. She was like, what are you doing? I, I like off the top of my head, I couldn't name one talking head song. She says, "I know very many of them."
0: So the the theme song this is not a Talking Heads song exactly, but the theme song to Cruise Club and Hangs the Memories. I know you've listened to every one of those podcasts. Yes, exactly. Because we were it was the Tom Tom Club. There's a spinoff of the Talking of Talking Heads called the Tom Tom Club. A couple of members in the band made this other thing. When David Byrne of the Talking, Heads, of talking ah. Heads did his own thing, but they wrote this song called Genius of Love, which was bigger than anything. So you would know that song if you don't know it by name. You know they were mostly around in the late '70s and early to mid eighties. And so this concert film is amazing. And then David Byrne has done a lot of different projects since then. And he also just came out like in the last two weeks, maybe on HBO max, they put out American utopia, which is a Broadway show that he did that Spike Lee directed the film of. It was also really, really great. Um, Okay. So those are the best things that I've seen this week, because I've seen a lot of things that were not great. uh, But those are the things that I saw that were my favorites of the week. And so, so Demi Digiwebe, who we have talked about on here a lot, he wrote the night before Fast and Furious, whatever. He was on the Talking Heads pod, talking about American Utopia. And so I was looking at what he wrote on Letterboxd, and he was comparing David Byrne, the, the frontman of Talking Heads, to, okay. like, a children's entertainer. Like, kind of like Mr. Rogers or, like, Raffy, mm. or just, like, he just has such infectious, positive energy. And he's also, mm. like, a real son of a bitch, and, like, he's he treated his bandmates like shit and was just, like, a maniac at times. Oh. In these things, he's just so joyful and so cheerful and just overall wonderful And I can't recommend them both. As long as you like the kind of music, I think you will enjoy it. You know, even if you don't know the songs, it's just so much fun to watch these two. Stop Making Sense is on Prime for free, and American Utopia is on HBO Max for free. So as long as you have those services, you can watch both of these legally for free, which is pretty cool. So uh, those are my recommendations this week. But the other thing, so I have not yet gotten an Xbox, and I have been so close so many times in carts. (laughs) I have one from Amazon I'm going to get this year at some point, but it's just annoying that whatever. How did
1: you pre-order it and then not get it on release day? Like, what the fuck is that? Well,
0: so, Pandemic has really hurt supply chain in a lot of ways, and so I think there are fewer than they want, but I pre-ordered as quickly as I possibly could, as soon as you possibly could. And I still don't have one. And not only that, but Amazon does not have a date for it, which I know is a very first world problem to complain about, but it's also... Lame. There's no way that I could have ordered it more quickly. This
1: reminds me of the the Seinfeld that obviously you don't know about, but there's a Seinfeld episode that we we laugh about a lot because... um, jerry's in a rental car place and they don't have his car
0: like there's a meme of that going around this week about these yes
1: oh is there okay cool yeah. i didn't even know mm. that but yeah it's like it's like you, you see you have the reservation but you don't know how to keep the reservation so like yes you have my pre-order but what does the pre-order mean if you don't let me pre-order it you know like that's the whole yeah
0: but i got the ps5 yesterday thursday how is this comes out it's great uh so all i've played so far is I bought three games, but the one I've been playing so far is the free one that comes with it. It's this thing called Astro's Playroom, which is great. And it's just is it? essentially a demo system game kind of thing of, like, what the controller, what the system can do. And it's just a lot of fun, and it's really cool, and for a free game, it's really fun.
1: It's not Toyota Camry
0: driver or whatever. Toyota Prius, no. Uh, yeah. Toyota Yaris, Toyota Yaris. Yes, no, not that. No, this is actually really good. Really well-reviewed and really good, really fun. I, in, I encourage anybody who gets a PS5 to play it. Um, but I spent actual money. So here's the other thing. This sounds braggy in like how much money I'm spending, but it's not like this is my this is my vacation money that I'm spending on this instead. Yeah, yeah. Video games for like 15 years have been $60. Like they went, I think, for yep. the 360 generation, they went from $50 most of them to $60 most yes. of them, right? Up through the Xbox and PS2 and GameCube era, games were 50 And then beyond that, they were kind of 60 And now, for the first time, which it's I guess overdue. Games are seventy now, but it's there's something about buying a game and seeing it be seventy-five, like seventy-five with tax. It's like, oh, that is so much money. And so I'm like, I gotta fucking play these games because I have a habit (laughs) of like buying games and not playing them. But like when it's a seventy-five dollar game, I gotta play that goddamn game.
1: Seventy-five dollars for games now, Jesus Christ! I'm so glad I don't have kids. But, But
0: but the good the good news though is that with both. Game Pass on Xbox and now the PlayStation Collection, the PS Plus Collection or whatever on PS5, like, they give you so many games for free, like, with what you're paying for anyway. Like, you just, like, it's That's essentially cool. like Netflix for games. So, like, I don't think I'm going to buy a lot of games. Like, I'll be buying digital games that are cheaper, like, you know, $10, 20 $30 games, whatever. Yeah, but it's blunky. Forsee, yeah, exactly. I don't foresee spending $60 or $70 on a lot of games because like the new halo comes out but that's going to be included in game pass so, like i don't pay anything for that and i get game that's pass cool. for free through bing anyway so like mm-hmm. there's so many games that even if you just have like you're like i have 500 dollars i want to buy the system but if you have game pass you have a hundred something games for free and now all the ea games are on there for free so like that's awesome. it's there's a really good value so games are crazy expensive but it's never you've never needed to buy fewer games now
1: it's kind of similar because like back in the day we used to buy all the used games right and then like Mm -hmm. they would always be like five dollar used games and now you have you know a subscription which everything moved to subscription anyway so fuck it who cares
0: so that's basically been what i'm doing i'm going to finish up the last of us part two now that i have the ps5 so i'll play it on there like ps4 games look a little bit better they load a little bit faster so i have not i've not played that yet but i'm gonna either dive into that after we're done tonight or more likely over the weekend. Cool. we'll see how that goes but yeah so now video game season is underway still going to be watching things but check out if you like talking heads or just rock music in general stop making sense it's like one of the most obvious like anybody who is like even remotely interested in that but like yeah of course like it's the most yeah. famous best regard like most well regarded whatever but the american utopia one is newer and really good so cool. check those out Speaking of checking things out, (laughs) check out our Patreon page, Mm. TooFast2Forever.com. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellenan, Alex who picked this episode's movie, Mm. Turbo, Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party, Haley Gerbys, Wes Hampton, Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato DiDonato, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Montez. This is probably the $5 level or above. Thank you all so very much. Thank you. We are nearing the end of this lap, slowly but surely. I just keep saying that, but if you want picks, the next three laps, if you want to know what next year's themes are, fast2forever forever.com, go do that thing over there. We also have an email address on the show, family at cageclub.me And Joe, we have five emails today. That's a lot.
1: That's a lot. But it's, it's been a week, a, so, yeah. It's been a
0: week. First up, from Wells Lamont, subject line, the fourth one. The fourth one, okay. What an opening scene to four... Riveting stuff. I do feel bad for the guy driving the gas tanks. Him and his iguana weren't looking for trouble. No.
1: No, just driving gas.
0: They mentioned Rio and Tokyo about a minute apart from each other. They knew what they were doing the whole time with these movies. I think I appreciate four more now. I think it was necessary for the franchise for this movie to be the way it was. Dark and no 2F2F or Tokyo Drift shenanigans. Brian chasing the David Parks snitch through the apartment building as I write this. I'm actually over the initial shock and disappointment I felt when I first saw Brian's wavy blonde hair not on top of his head anymore. (laughs) Being this invested in the franchise has opened my eyes to the genius of four. One was fun, two was fun, three was fun, four is all business, and and them letting you know the direction they plan on going.
1: I think he's been listening to us. He sounds like he's been listening to us a little bit.
0: I know this is asking too much, but sometimes... I feel like the ranking system should be your order of 1 through 3, and then 4 through 8 plus Hobbs and Shaw. 1, 2, and 3 are fun, and the rest are action movies. They're so different. The more I watch them, the harder it gets to leave 6 out of the top 3. But like I said, I'll probably never switch my top 5. Now that said, do you consider 1 to be more like 2 and 3, or more like 4 to 8?
1: You know what? Now that I thought about it, I think that 2 and 3 kind of separate themselves, and 1... Four, five, six, seven, eight are their own thing. Although they, one fits so well with two and three. What do you think? I, I really think it might fit better with the, the action movies. It's a hard question. That's a really I think hard it's
0: closer to two and three, but I also think if we're splitting things out, I think you can maybe split one and four out also. Because I think one is like four in that it's a little bit of one, a little bit of two in like the the early ones, the later ones. Mm-hmm. But I think if I had to pick, I would say it's probably the earlier ones. I think Wells is splitting it out into the early movies first. Because we always talk about it's car movies versus action movies. Yes. And it's more action. Action, but it's more of a car movie. Like it's more action than like Too Fast or Tokyo Drift. But I think it's also just more a car movie.
1: I was splitting them kind of like which ones stand alone, and I think two and three kind of stand alone. Sure, no, like,
0: absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's a really hard question. I never thought about that before. I need to th- I need to think on it a little bit more. But I can see either argument. Like if you if you sprung this on me either way, I could like I wouldn't tell anybody they were wrong either way. So
0: here are his new rankings, my new order. He says okay. from least to best, despite what I just said. And then he also says, "My order from least to best, and we split them up, which is the same order, kind of, but like split together." Okay, so here we go. From the bottom, is number nine, Furious Seven.
1: Wow, we've gone really cold on Furious Seven, haven't we?
0: I know. I think we've tainted people. I think so too. That was his old number eight. So he already didn't like it. Number eight, Hobbs and Shaw. That was his old number five. That has fallen. Wow. Number seven, Too Fast. That's that, was number, like that was his old number. That was his old number three. That fell a lot. Wow. Number six. Four, which went up from nine all the way up to six. Big moves, big moves. Number five, Fate of the Furious. Okay. Which went up a couple from seven to five. So yeah. far not one of these has been in the same spot. But he says his top five don't change, so we'll see we'll see. Yeah. Number four, Fast and Furious six, which moved up two from six to four. Okay. Number three, the original, went up from three. four to three. Okay. Number two, Tokyo Drift, in the same spot. And number one, Fast Five, same spot. Yeah. So then he has, if you split him up from least to best, 2-1-3, and then 7-4-8-6-5. Or if you had Obtetro on there, 7-Hobbs, 4-8-6-5. Okay, Okay. Brosephs, until next time. Piece. Dude, I'm telling
1: you, like, it's it's weird. I think, I think we're influencing people too much.
0: Well, it's just hundreds of hours of listening to us. I don't think it's that they're, like... It's and permeating. plus, you know, we're influenced by them, too. It's not like they're just... That's you know, true.
1: That's very true. The emails do, do do play a role. And guests, for sure, have changed our perspective on a lot of things, so...
0: Next email from Alex Ellenin, subject line Dom's Opposer.
1: What up, Alex? How are you doing, buddy?
0: At the beginning of Furious 7, when the package from Tokyo shows up, Dom says, Tokyo... What's Han trying to convert me over to a turbocharger? In the first movie, he drives an RX7 which is a twin turbo rotary engine. <laughs> yep. At the beginning of 4, he's driving a Buick GNX during the gas heist in the DR, another turbo car. <laughs> Dominic Toretto is not a role model kids. He's a damn loser. He's a hypocrite. What a hypocrite.
1: Damn! Jeez! Damn! 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 That is really funny though. What is he gonna do? Try to convert me to a turbo? Like, bro, you have a fucking turbo. You were—he was driving imports. Like, this is the whole thing that, like, he's yeah, king muscle car. But like, you had an RX-7, so like, stop yep. pretending, bro.
0: Our next email from Jerry Robinson. Subject line: Birthday. He attaches three pictures. I just put in Discord. Hey guys, okay. so today, the seventh, is my birthday. The big three-one. <gasps> Good vibes oh. the whole day. So his birthday is right around uh, Justin's. It is. That's very, very close. Happy birthday to you.
1: Happy birthday, brother. If we would have known we would have shouted you out earlier, but happy birthday to you, my friend.
0: He says, I made $60 turning in recycling. Biden's our new president. Ileana got me some Dragon Ball clothing, parentheses, big anime nerd. Yeah. I went to a social distance party for her nephews that turned 10, 8, and 2 on the 2nd, 5th, and 15th. Woo. a lot of clumped together. That's That's cool. A nice dinner with Ileana and met her friends for drinks at a place called Vine and Green a nice spot to chill and drink. Felt so much love I cried. Happy tears, of course. No shame oh. for a man crying. Sending some pics to check out. Chocolate-covered strawberries with a shot of tequila in the tube. Chocolate-covered Rice Krispie Treats. Red Velvet Cake Pops. And coated Oreo. Oof. I thought they were
1: just cookies, but now that I see them, they are some chocolate-covered strawberries and stuff like that. And let me give a little tip here to our boy Wells. These all have Niners logos on them. Just mm-hmm. let you know, bud. I think he got a friend out there. You guys know that Wells is a big Niners fan too, but you look, you're having a great time. Look at this big, cheesy smile. And the Mexican food looks good too.
0: Food all over the place. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Our next email from Justin Kleiman, subject line Superhorn. He says, Hopefully this works for you. Let me know if you can't access it. So if you scroll up, I put in Dropbox because it's too big to put in Discord. There's a link here to Superhorn. So I'm going to have you open it, and I'm going to have you play it and I'm gonna put it underneath. So Justin sent us like 90 seconds. So there is this little like gadget, it's this box with about 15 numbers on it, 15 buttons on it, but he's only pressing the same button every time and there are slides. So I don't know what all these other buttons are for, but he's using like these like slide toggles to choose what sound is played. But it just it's crazy to me that like, there are so many buttons on this thing that apparently don't factor into the actual horn. <laughs> let me, Let me see,
1: let me watch this video.
0: Okay, and so many buttons. We have some beautiful weather hitting us today. I'll hit a couple of these off so you can hear it. I don't want to annoy my neighbors too much, but uh we'll start with this one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What is this song? Let's do another F- one. Oh, yeah. That's oh, that's the, the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Okay.
0: Oh my god. Yeah!
1: Oh, you got solar powered Christmas lights? Oh my god. Oh my god. Let all acquaintance be forgotten. Ta-da, ta-da.
0: So many. I think there's like 20 plus choices on here.
1: Hey, but he's pressing, you're right, he's pressing one button,
0: dude, over and yeah, over he's again. he's sliding the toggles at the bottom, because there's like 1 through 5 and A through E or something like there's. There's a combination yeah. there that he's doing, but I don't understand why there are so many buttons <laughs> or, on, da, 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 on that, was your, that was
1: your baseball theme song, da-da-da-da, The Charge, yep. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. They're, they don't seem as aggressive as I thought they would be. They're just more fun.
0: Well, I mean, it's Super Horn. It's not like Death Horn.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, like... I mean, like, I thought it would be, like, like air horn, quasi-ambulance type sounds, you know what I mean? Like, sure. And you're like, what the fuck is that? No, this is just fun. Like, yeah, that's just goofy, fun time songs. I remember when I was a kid, we had this Christmas tree. Not even a Christmas tree. We just had these lights. And, like, when you plug them in, there was a button on the plug that goes into the wall. And it would play these songs because he has so many Christmas songs in this. It reminded me of that. And it would just play, like, MIDI versions of it on the thing. So that's fucking awesome, though. So wild that you have this with the Christmas lights and you just playing Christmas music. And it was snowing in his video, too. Thank you. That gave me a good thought. Do the other buttons do it? Like, you can just write in, but, like, there's 40 buttons on that remote, and you press 2. Like, I saw you had switches, too, but, like... What do the other 40 buttons do? There's so many options there. And it didn't
0: seem like you needed to do much to change
1: many options.
0: Oh. Our last email. He has so many questions and no answers. I have no answers for that. <laughs>
1: I have no answers. Me neither.
0: Our last email today, also from Wells Lamont. Subject line, fast. Fiverton, Fieldville, Iowa. Okay. Oh. And you're the only one in Rio who can't be bought, am I right? And then he says, yes. Of course I am. I love how they introduce Hobbs to in the classic rock line to start this movie off. Mia jumping off roofs and through roofs while pregnant can't be good. Yeah, she's going
1: to have some difficulties there.
0: Two questions. How did Dom know Elena before all this happened? She has a gun to him while calling Hobbs in the walkie-talkie, and Dom tells her, I already know who you are. Second question. I'm still a little confused on the necklace thing. Can you please explain it to me one more time? My bad, bros. The necklace.
1: Dom has it. It's not in 2.
0: I think he's asking specifically about 5. I don't think he's asking the entire thing. He like we know that the, do you do you remember what happens at 5?
1: Yeah, Dom has the necklace. He drops it at some point. Elena picks it up and then decides to wear it at him. She wears it. He sees it when they like meet with the rock underneath that bridge and he's like we're not in your hood anymore or something. Like Dom breaks into Elena's house to steal it back from her.
0: He loses it while they're running away from Hobbs and all the other people, like the two different groups, and then Elena picks it up. When Dom says, I know who you are, he just senses that she has lost someone. And there's a little bit of, I guess, mystery Uh... in terms of like how but like that's why they're able to get a because that's the whole thing like why would you do this for $20 piece of jewelry and, she, Silvers, and He's like yeah. you already know yeah that's the whole thing like he knows metaphorically yes who she is that they have both lost someone that Dama's lost letty and that she has lost her husband or whoever right this isn't a jesse the kid can
1: find anything on the internet i know who you are brian's Spilner.
0: No, it's not like he's not googled her. He's not like, oh, Elena Neves. I mean, maybe, but there's no indication of that. I think he's metaphorically saying, I know who she is. I I know that she has suffered through loss that we are two people of the same kind in this movie yes
1: that makes way more sense i agree
0: they needed sean for his drifting while they're getting to beat the cameras in their underground bad guy secret lair hideout or even dk i wonder where dk went after he had to leave tokyo
1: i think if sean would have been drifting through the the warehouse he would have just like hit the wall so hard the cameras would have fallen off which could have worked too sean gets good at drifting go through seven thousand dollars in tires you have to get good at it eventually i guess yeah, you know what? DK should turn good. Wouldn't Wouldn't that be good if he just came back and joined? Well, I mean, we don't need to add more people to the family, but wouldn't it be like? I mean, it, it would make
0: sense if we're adding if we're if we're if Twinkie is back and if Earl is back and if Sean is back in this movie, it would make sense yes. for DK to be back too. And if we get Han back,
1: why wouldn't DK still exist?
0: DK, there's no, there's no question he still exists. it's just he's just not
1: in Tokyo anymore. Like he still exists, like in this world. Because, like, you know, the alternate thing could be, like, DK is now, like, an insurance salesman or something, and he's like, I'm out of the life, man. He's, like, a boring dude that just, like, hangs out at home and drinks
0: beers like me. <laughs> I'd love to see the outtakes for the this is Brazil line. What if it took Dom like 15 takes because he kept saying the word wrong, or the country wrong, or putting the emphasis on the wrong word. This is Brazil. This is Brazil. Or kept saying like a question. This is Brazil? This is Uruguay? <laughs> this is Rio? <laughs> this is Brazier? Haha, <laughs> ha, my bad. I'm stupid.
1: No. Oh, yeah. The friends when he can't say mm Soup. He keeps saying mm, noodle soup. Dom's just like <laughs> Rio de Janeiro, I'm like fuck Brazil. It was Brazil. Okay, let me try it again.
0: He says Fast Five is so good; it's still by far the best movie in the franchise, which matches up with this other email. Dom is such a badass. His back windshield gets shot out during the safe getaway. Instead of ducking, he turns around to see what's going on. I would have been driving blind while ducking the rest of the way.
1: I mean, well, they're kind of impervious to bullets. We've we've seen that. The only person that got shot was Jesse. I don't think anybody else has really ever gotten shot. I think maybe no. Letty Letty can shoot Dom. They're not impervious to their each other's bullets. But I don't think we really see anybody get shot otherwise, right? Mr. I mean, Nobody don't
0: even really get hurt. Well, yeah, Mr. Nobody gets shot, but he has like bulletproof vests and stuff. Yeah. Like Vince gets hurt, but like they don't even get hurt. It's not even just shot, like they don't even get hurt, so.
1: Yeah, Vince dies, you're right, yeah.
0: But I mean not even Vince dies, like he just gets he suffers injuries in the first movie and in the fifth movie, so he gets shot, right?
1: Yeah, but I'm saying like Dom Letty, Brian even, Mia for sure. Don, Dom definitely can't be shot, I don't think.
0: Out of all the movies, all the racing, all the car action, Dom and Brian driving with the safe is the craziest with the most skills needed and the most skills used.
1: I think the, like, jumping across jumping across the bridge, timing the jump across the bridge to catch Letty midair and tucking her is pretty insane.
0: I don't think that the catching Letty in midair is skill. I think that that's really? just intuition and luck and timing. It's a
1: lot of geometry there, bro. I think he has he has to, he does sophisticated levels of trigonometry in this movie franchise.
0: Joey going to San Francisco to take pictures of the golden gate bridge is super funny to me because he lives 3000 miles away and it makes sense. I've been on or under that bridge a thousand times and I take pictures every single time.
1: I love the golden gate bridge and I love the secret. Well, not so secret, but the, the good lookout from across the bridge When you go up the hill, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever taken a picture up there?
0: I told you, I've been there once for 15 minutes.
1: That's right. If you go across the Golden Gate Bridge like from San Francisco towards Sausalito there's a turnoff like right after the bridge on the left and you can drive up the hill and you get that really good shot down that you see like the bridge on an angle that's my favorite lookout point of of the Golden Gate Bridge and I like to go up there every time I'm around it which isn't as often as well but oh you haven't been there hundreds of times thousands thousands (laughs) of times no I haven't I've been there like three or four times
0: p.s. I am not Buckeye boy but I do enjoy Forrest Gump okay yes Yes. Okay, bros, I'll see you on the other side. Peace out, Wells. Well, thank you, Wells. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Alex. And thank yeah. you, Jerry, for all writing in. Happy birthday again, Jerry, one more time. Yep. If you want to email in, family at cageclub.me, send us a note, send us rankings. Just say hi, family at cageclub.me. Joe, on the streets, news about the Fast and Furious. Got a lot of news that is adjacent. We got Bloodshot Two coming, which is very exciting. Yeah.
1: Jason Jason messaged us. Bloodshot two coming with Vin Diesel. So that's a new Vin Diesel project. That's
0: cool. The Rock is rebooting the Scorpion King.
1: Which is wild to me, but awesome.
0: Well, I mean, they did the Mummy. The Mummy didn't work the Cruise Mummy, so they're just keeping at it. like that. It's a it's a franchise that people love, you're so right. really, yeah. why not?
1: I kind of separate out the Mummy from the Scorpion King, so it makes, you're right, but I, I didn't connect those two things. That makes way more sense in my
0: head. Oh, yeah, no, it's the same thing, right? It's the same yeah, franchise. I, yeah, it is, you're right. I did not post this anywhere, but there was a rumor, and I don't know if this is, you know, we've been waiting on the finished Wonder Woman 84, because that's been done, and we're waiting for them to put that out. But There was a rumor that came out a couple days ago, That it might go to theaters, whenever it goes to theaters, it might wind up on HBO Max just two weeks after it goes in theaters, which would be a quick turnaround, which I would love. Like, we talked about a while ago when Universal made the deal with AMC, that it's going to be a 17-day turnaround or whatever, like, after two full weekends, then it can be a VOD or whatever. But on HBO Max, which is essentially, you know, free or whatever, you know, you pay for HBO, you have somebody, you know somebody with HBO, it's not like you're paying 30 bucks to see Wonder Woman, you're essentially seeing it for free two weeks after it comes out, so.
1: Be wild, man. One Fast and the Furious news that we didn't talk about yet is that Justin Lin was finishing up the score. Fast 9 is, like, almost done in post-production. And I'm like, bro, this movie was supposed to be out in... April. What the fuck are you doing in November? Like, isn't it done yet?
0: I guess he's just tinkering, right? Well, they were probably going to finish it up in March and April, and it just didn't, you know, it was supposed to oh, come out.
1: you're right, yeah. That makes sense, because, like, the pandemic kind of probably stopped them from even doing this, right? So, yeah. yeah.
0: Everything, because, I mean, gathering an orchestra together is not exactly viable, right? Like, there's a lot of protocols and stuff that has to come into play, so.
1: And I'm I'm not musically inclined. This is probably a better question for, like, Nico, but I'm going to take a wild guess that it will be very difficult to record Record all the pieces separately.
0: There's, I mean, my boss, who is a musician by trade, um, has been trying to figure that out uh, because he feels very bad for musicians who have been out of work because it's not even just like. Cardi B is going to survive, but it's like the session yeah. musicians. It's the wedding bands. Bands. It's these bands. people. Bands, you know, are going to be fine. It's people who make a living doing live weddings music. and doing session mm. things that are just like you don't know them, but they make a living doing music. That they are not able to make a living in this time.
1: Orchestras that do scores and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Broadway,
0: man. all of that, and so yeah. he's been trying, or he was for a while, trying to figure out if there was a way to get the technology because there's just like there's latency, there's lag, and there's a jitter. And like you can solve for one or two, but you can't get everything done. And it just feels not impossible, but like it's just not there yet. And like 5G theoretically could get us closer, but it's still not there yet. And the emotional
1: connection of being in one room, like it would feel very empty if you tried to record all the pieces separately. To have an orchestra, you kind of need to like bounce off each other type thing and like feel the mood room. I'm sure that there's a lot of interplay there. That you would lose if you tried to do it all, you know, socially distanced and separately and stuff. So,
0: yeah, I'm sure that's a factor. I also think that, like, when you're a musician of that caliber, that you'll be able to do it solo or not. Um, but I think it would probably be better and feel better and sound better when you're all in a room. The yeah. other thing to keep in mind is that, like, the, you know, singing and playing instruments are all like super spreader activities and even more difficult to figure that all out. So, good luck that's to everybody true. out there because it is hard out there for a lot of people and musicians. I have friends that are in, um,
1: local music venue, music promotion, event planning things, and they're all super shot. So I feel bad for all those guys and the yep. musicians themselves. So The other
0: news, and this is a fun thing, it's not fast related but it is a movie that we have talked about or we have at least watched on a watch along the Eleanor car from Gone in 60 Seconds and Nicolas yes. Cage one is up for sale so if you have a lot of money first of all 2fast2ferber.com so supports <laughs> over there but if you want to buy the Eleanor car it is now available for sale at auction somewhere I don't know when it begin when it began I or when it what ends what price is
1: going to be for it I a lot
0: know. a stupid I think of a money.
1: million more or less I have no idea Nicolas Cage's car it's in Gone in 60 seconds and it's a Shelby Cobra. Like, I don't think you can get much more expensive than this, right? It's, like, all three. It's, like, iconic, a movie car. It was owned by an actor. Like, everything is just hitting on this.
0: I still think it's so funny that in the original God in 60, how underwhelming Eleanor was. is like, oh, yeah, like, we're going to do that one last because they're <laughs> all over the place. And then in the new one, they're like, oh, my God, it's Eleanor. She's, like, the white whale. It's like, well, you know, yeah. I get it. But also, not even close to the original, so.
1: No, that is really funny, I agree.
0: But I think that's all the news both fast and furious and related so Lots if you have news you want to send it in family at cage club about me or just send it on facebook and joe can share it because i know that's how jason gets in touch with us a lot of the time so yeah. just do that thing family at cage club about me and that's it for now a lot of news the last week that are in our ecosystem but joe the final thing to do before we take a break and talk about turbo and there's not going to be audio here because it's just music we're talking about the fast and the furious minute but not one minute we're talking about six minutes Ooh. And then it's 101 to 106. Oh wait, hold on. Sorry, 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 sorry. Time out. One more bit of news. Italian police use Lamborghini Huracan to transport kidney 300 miles in just 2 hours. Damn. Yeah. Averaging he 145 do it. miles per hour, the Italian state police delivered a donor kidney from Rome to Padua in around 2 hours. The Lamborghini Huracan they used, specifically modified for such tasks with a refrigerated trunk. Frunk? Frunk, I guess. The front trunk? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was obtained by the Italian police in 2017. Speedy organ delivery isn't its only job, though. In fact, it's a regular patrol vehicle for the department with lights, a police computer, and other equipment necessary to perform traffic stops and arrests.
1: Can you imagine getting just smoked by a hurricane? Like you're just like cruising, you're like the cop will never. This is this is the opposite of Tokyo Drift, where like if you do over a hundred or two hundred and twenty k, they'll never catch you, or like they won't even try. It's, it's like, like
0: good luck. I'm in a hurricane, so yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. I'm just kidding. just cook your ass exactly uh
0: yeah melissa sent that in to me like right before recording so i didn't have it written down but i had the tab open i wanted to make sure we talked about it because very fast and furious related ish sort of kind of news so <laughs>
1: very fast and very furious yes she
0: sent the link and she was like i was trying to come up with a fast and furious pun but i couldn't so she just said cars just sent the link and just said cars but i just like cars is better so
1: yeah cool. cars is better i like it
0: anyway fast and furious minute minutes 101 to 106 these are the credits we have one minute to talk about, which you are going to do next episode on our Finding Nemo episode. We're going to talk about the final minute, which is like 56 seconds, and it's like three seconds of credits, and then at the Dom scene. But Joe, these six minutes, a lot of music, some interstitials, some behind the scenes or extra footage. I don't know exactly what we're looking at a lot of this. The big thing that I found, and I know that you found a bunch of stuff, is there is a kind of a cool medley of BT's score that I don't know if you realize I'm sure you like recognize a lot of it but like a lot of the music here after Ja Rule's Furious plays for about a minute or two they kind of do like the greatest hits of the movie yeah the next five minutes and it's like six or seven different songs all together which is pretty cool it's like a nice blend of like all the things that you uh have known throughout so it's like Dominic's story which and then Nitrous part one and Nitrous part two and like first race enter the eclipse all these different tracks that we've heard throughout the movie are all cut together in a way that's like, hey, the movie is ending, here's our thing, whatever. So, pretty
1: cool. That is, and it's a nice way to do it. I like it. And I mean, they all kind of flow anyway, so it, it doesn't feel weird or anything. It's Because nice I was trying to, spirit. I was
0: like, I was like, I try to get this song, and I was like, it's, like, before siri or before you know shazam could catch what the song was was on to the next one i was like "Ah." i just googled it and like this guy put together this youtube playlist not even a playlist like one video where it's like the five or six minute medley i I linked that in there so yeah yeah but what did you find um anything of note in here that you found
1: you asked me like what cars they were showing because they do these like neon drawings of the cars and it's um, all the cars that they were uh, driving. It's just whatever car that they had. So like when they show Vin, they show his RX-7, they show Paul Walker, they show Supra. Like it's just all the cars down the line of the... They're trying to remind you what character they were. Car-wise. Which is pretty cool. I think those drawings are really sick. Like, that would be, like, a really cool movie poster, right? Yep. Like, a cool poster for, like, you know, your dorm room or something. Like, all the weird neon line drawings.
0: Well, so these are, like, the pre-credits. So, like, sometimes... So, this is, like, a whole big point of negotiation in Hollywood that actors and agents go through that, like, I need my name above the credits and then in the actual credits, too. So, like, obviously, in the next minute, we're going to see the full credits where it's, like... Vin Diesel plays Dominic Tourette or whatever. This is just like Vin Diesel in the movie. So sometimes, like, this happens at the beginning of the movie. Then Sometimes this happens at the end of the movie. There's a crazy negotiation with, like, the Actors Guild or something. Or, like, I don't remember specifically what it is. This is, like, contractually obligated. Like, people's names have to be in the credits twice. The interesting thing to me is, like, the order that it's in. And it's a little bit different. But, like, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker share the opening title card. Because, like, it's mm-hmm. their movie combined. And then the next, you know, seven people all get one the surprising thing to me was that Ja rule gets one but I guess like it's just you know he's a hot rapper at the time but like yes in yeah. retrospect that feels uh not warranted.
1: Definitely not. But I think, you know, if, like, if Cardi's going to be in the new one, they're going to have Cardi in the front, right? Like
0: Yeah, but, like, she'll be, like, 15th or 16th. It's like, Ja Rule is literally the eighth name we see. It's like...
1: But, I mean, there wasn't 15 or 16 other people in this one, you know, as the I first know, one.
0: I know, I know, but still, boy. But, okay, yeah. But I, I, your, your your point is well taken. It just feels like, oh, yeah, okay, Edwin knows. Okay. <laughs> Edwin knows.
1: 102.
0: Credits number two.
1: Now they start cutting in some, like, scenes that aren't really anything. They're kind of, like, extra scenes and stuff like that. I was trying to jot down numbers and things that I saw there. Like, one interesting thing that I saw was it was brought to you by MediaStream Film. And I looked up what MediaStream Film is The only thing I could find about it is that it produced Fast and the Furious, and then I saw some reference to Media Stream Four. Like, are do they just have evolutions of this company? I don't know. I'm guessing it's like Rob Cohen, just like some like LLC that he made for this movie or something. You know what I mean? I don't know.
0: Because like a lot of times for a producer, like if there's a, a first time director or somebody like he's fine. So this is it's it's not this case, but like a lot of times uh, if a, if a guy is making a movie and like it's you know self funded, like they need to like incorporate to like. Distribute or whatever. Yeah. So you'll have like, like say for instance, like just to pick like the lighthouse. Like the lighthouse is not Robert. The witch is his first movie. Like I don't think this is what it is, but like it'd be like the witch productions LLC, where it's like they just named it for the first thing. So like you would think that like Furious Productions or like Fast FF, like what like something reminiscent kind of of like no media stream no so I, I don't know which
1: also has now gotten co-opted and MediaStream is like an illegal streaming site and also an app for microsoft so MediaStream was not a good name for this weird yeah very weird
0: because they're prominently it's like universal pictures presents like a blah 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 media stream yes. like it's yeah. like a big thing yeah so
1: yeah that's why i was very confused by that
0: oh also prominently in this minute Gengar and Pikachu, which, you know, if you didn't catch it yes. in the middle of the movie. Yeah, and I got another
1: weird license plate there, too.
0: The video in here, if you don't remember, a lot of the video is just like a second or two or three seconds of just seemingly like extras. Like, there's no, there's people like, there's, you know, Paul Walker driving and stuff like right? it, yeah, It's b real right? Yeah, it's just B-roll. Like, a lot of it seems to be from Race Wars, because I'm sure they just had, like, you know, we were talking about.
1: Craig Lieberman said it. They shot, like, you know, all yeah. day there. so... Yes.
0: So they probably just have, like, an endless amount of footage. So, all right, minute 103, credits number three three.
1: Couple more of those scenes. You get a really nice shot of the back of a 300ZX, which I was actually just talking about today. Um, that's like one of my favorite cars of this era. If I wanted to pick like one of these cars to buy that would fit in this like tuner world but isn't a Supra because you know now they're like 100 grand. I think I would go with 300ZX. That would be, like, my pick of Tuner car to have right now.
0: And would you always have some random extra just shaking her ass? Like, it's one of those, like, I feel like this is a meme you would see where it's like, I don't even see, like, if you look, you can see a car or whatever. Like, it's just like she's so blatantly just like one of those dumb things like you know what i mean yeah, but
1: yeah it's uh, it's um chrissy teigen in the front of the, mm-hmm. in the bumper of like this car shot is here. not
0: there to show off the 300zx's bumper no it's like look at this girl you know shaking her ass in the re- in the reflection or whatever right so exactly yes yes she's dancing in the background minute 104 credits number four what you got
1: one of the scenes in this one has a guy with huge rims on his car pull up. Looks like it's before the street race. He's like parking on the side there, and he has this thing on the front of his hood. You know, we see a lot of these like decals and things, and I always like write them down, and a lot of them are for websites that don't exist anymore. And this one says Audio Bond Garage. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me see if Audio Bond Garage still exists. Audio Bond Garage doesn't exist, but in Indio, California, there is a place Called the Auto Bond Garage that does like tune ups and mods and things like that. And I'm wondering if Audio Bon was a spin off of this. Or the first name for this, because it fits, right? It's right sure. in the same area and everything.
0: I think I'm pretty sure we've seen this guy's car. I think that when Brian gets to, I keep wanting to say it's Race Wars, but it's not. It's the first time it's quarter mile against yes. Dom. It feels. I think we've seen this guy because it's one of the like hero cars that are just look at this cool whatever. Yes. There's a couple cars in the credits that we have seen before.
1: I think so too. But that was the first time I noticed like the the Audio Bond Garage sure. on the okay. front of it. You know, we didn't want to go over, like, weird names and things like that. But I saw a name that I thought was interesting. Sherry Bradshaw. Yep. And I thought that was funny because, you know, we have, as a Steelers fan, I have Terry Bradshaw. As a Sex and the City fan, we have Carrie Bradshaw. So I was like, who is Sherry Bradshaw? And she's apparently...
0: The assistant production
1: accountant. But she's done other movies. And one of the movies on her IMDb is Short Circuit 2. Which I know that we've talked about with Wes before, and I thought that was very interesting that she's done Short Circuit two and Fast and the Furious. I mean, she's actually has like a huge list of movies. She's here. done like forty.
0: She's been an accountant on like a bunch of different things, whatever production controller, which I'm sure is also budget stuff. But a lot of these things are things that I don't know. I know Half Magic. I've seen Half Magic. She did Gladiator K nineteen The Widowmaker. Gladiator, yeah. It Gladiator. seems like around the turn of the century, she was really at her height of her powers. But she is most known for fast and the furious so
1: oh and man on fire which is the whole crystalia joke i mean goodbye crystalia but it's the whole crystalia joke of like the you are not the man on fire you know so mm-hmm. that thing too so i was just like wow she really surprised me and how cool would it be to be like the accountant for movies that's a pretty cool job right you're just like hey sure. no don't spend that money or stop in this minute we see craig Lieberman's name finally and the other really 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 interesting thing that i had to like look up just to triple check Actually, I think the only firearms consultant for this film is Paul Walker III. Interesting. Can you take a guess who that is? Uh, his dad? Yes, because he is Paul Walker the fourth.
0: I feel like we knew that from the documentary. Like, I wouldn't have remembered that, but I feel like we they mentioned that, I think.
1: How many Paul Walker thirds and fourths are working on the same film? I, I didn't, like, look to make sure it's his dad, but that's pretty cool that you call your dad in as the gun expert. And, you know, we had been looking through all the firearms as well with the Internet Firearm Movie Database. That's cool that Paul Walker's dad was involved a little yeah. bit.
0: Minute 105, credits number five. I don't know. This
1: is, this is a pretty bland one, I think.
0: There was the Scorcher TA car, which was like that yellow car. I don't Yeah, know. I saw that. There's nothing really. This is, just seems like a lot of race, race wars. And then maybe there's a red car, like an aerial shot, a cool shot of a red car with red underglow pulling up somewhere. That feels I think it's like Dom. A, is it Dom?
1: Yeah, it's his RX-7. So
0: that's from the first
1: race then. I think we see a very similar shot of Dom pulling up in that race. But I don't remember if it's from the side or from overhead like that. It's just not as dark. It's like not as night in that one.
0: And then the final one, Minute 106, credits number six. Uh, this is basically the the credits that we're seeing are all of the music, like all the tracks, and I feel like I missed so many of these. So whoops, oh, yeah. I, I you know I did my best, but there's so much music in here that like you know either maybe got cut out or maybe they licensed for something or other. But uh, sometimes those
1: those like things that they show you the songs in the in the movie at the end of them, especially from this era, there like weren't those songs in the movie. I always felt like
0: Jordan past guest of the show and yes. uh, beloved friend, uh, yes. loves the song The Perfect Drug by the Nine Inch Nails because it was in the song, it was on the soundtrack for the movie Lost Highway, which is a David Lynch movie. We found out about that because that song was in Rock Band. It was wildly hard because it was like this insane drum machine. But we're like, where in that movie is that song? She's like, I don't know, but it's on the soundtrack. And we watched it and it's like, there's like 2 seconds of the song's sound in one chase scene. Like it's just like this one kind of iconic-ish yeah. like noise that like Trent Reznor makes out of some instrument or something or other, right? And yes. like it's like, "Oh, okay, so yeah, it's technically in the movie, but also not really." Like it's a weird it's a weird thing. What I'm trying credit. to say is that, you know, songs are not always in the movie in their full way. Like "Limp Bizkit's Rolling," I think it was in the beginning. I think it's in the beginning of the movie, like, when he
1: comes out, like, before they fight. No, it's a different song. That's Watch Your Back. I feel like it's around there, though. I think I think Roland is in the movie for a second. I did remember that, and when I saw it, I was like, I feel like I did see that. I don't remember when, but I feel like it's in there somewhere.
0: There's there's just a lot of these where I'm just like, oh, okay, like, there's a lot of songs that I either missed or just didn't make a note of, or maybe I didn't, I forgot that I made a note of it, but there's a lot of music in this movie. But anyway, you made a note of a thing that I, I saw, which is pretty cool, a cre- pretty cool credit from a magazine article by ken lee which is the red line article right the racer x racer x yes
1: i looked it up and it is on the vibe archives cool and they have they have the original article so i think at some point we should maybe read this talk about it a little bit i mean this is i guess this is like a republished. this says that this was this article was made in 2015 by Ken Lee, but I feel like it's just a reprint of. No, this says
0: at the bottom, if you click in Google Docs, if you say read the May '98 Vibe article titled Racer X that inspired the Fast and Furious film and franchise.
1: I'm just saying, like on the Vibe website right now, like if you look at it, it's like published March 26, but I think it's just the digit, they like digitally. Put it on
0: any overall thoughts on these six minutes? It, it was watching the credits as fulfilling as you had thought it might be?
1: There was actually more interesting things there than I thought. I was nervous that it was going to be like a name by name type situation, right? But like, no, there were some cool things I found. Little scenes, I forgot that the scenes are in there. I totally don't remember those at all.
0: Well, because I don't think you're paying attention. I mean, like, we're probably already not paying attention to certain things while we're watching the movie, like, let alone the credits, like.
1: Yeah, I don't think I ever watch credits in a movie, so.
0: Well, we're going to have a trivia question next time. We will not have a trivia question this time. But let us take a break, Joe, and let us talk about Turbo and how weirdly, or not even weirdly, like, how appropriate it is for this lap.
1: This is episode number 144, Turbo. This episode is brought to you by Intel Turbo Memory that was made available on May 9th, 2007 on the Intel Santa Rosa platform and their Crestline GM965 chipsets. Shout out to Intel.
0: Well, shout out Intel, and welcome back. We are kicking off officially... Animation week here with Turbo. So shout out to Alex Elliman for not only supporting us on Patreon, but for picking this movie to talk about. We have one more very exciting animation movie we'll be talking about on Friday with Finding Nemo. But once Reef Week went away, I figured what better way to celebrate I don't know, whatever. Then with uh, another themed week, and here we are with Turbo, which is a movie that I had never seen before. That I think I had heard about. I've I've
1: definitely heard about it because it ca- it's kind of like along the lines of like Cars and like it was a Pixar movie, right? DreamWorks.
0: DreamWorks, yes, yes, not Pixar. It's a DreamWorks movie. There is a weird kind of thing on the internet that like feels like there's like a kind of a cult-ish like you know like there are all those memes like for b-movie every time they say the word b like it speeds up or whatever
1: okay yeah yeah
0: it feels a little like that but not quite and i don't really know like it feels sort of cult status-y but not really like i don't know it's a weird you'll you'll see why i'm why i'm saying that uh when we get to the letterbox game but it's a weird it's a weird thing that uh feels like it's almost a thing that like people like ironically like but also it's not popular enough. Like, it's a weird middle ground for this. And I don't... I, it, I'm being vague because I, I don't know how to describe this, like, minor cult status, but not actually.
1: I think that what you're hinting at is that it probably has a childhood nostalgia for a group of kids that have found the internet at some point.
0: Maybe? I mean, this only came out seven years ago.
1: Yeah, but the difference between, like, 10 and 17 is huge, right? It's true. Or, like, even, like, eight, 8 and 15. Yeah, like, the seven-year jump is, like... When it can come up and people are like, hey, I remember that movie as a kid.
0: That's what they call the seven-year itch.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, so this is Turbo, so I'd never seen it before. I don't think you'd seen it before. No. What did you think of Turbo, which is essentially, a sna- very simple to describe, a snail admires IndyCar drivers, yes, and he wants to race the Indianapolis 500, but he's yes. a snail, he's very slow, something happens, which we will talk about, yes, and he's able to race the Indianapolis 500, and then he wins, and that's the movie. So it's like, believe in your dreams, things can happen. We got Michelle Rodriguez in here, we'll talk about her, we got Ryan Reynolds as the titular Turbo, we'll talk about him. Yes. Two actions there, but what did you think of Turbo over overall because there's also i was saying to you as as netflix keeps piling out the animation the anime the kids content there is a whole turbo fast fast turbo turbo fast turbo
1: fast i think
0: turbo fast series on netflix
1: every time i watch one of these like dreamworks or pixar movies because i don't have kids right so like i don't catch them as they come out usually i watch like the animated ones Some of, like, the best animated ones for, like, the Oscars, right? I am so pleasantly surprised at how awesome these kids' movies are. You know, we talked about Onward and how much I like that when I watched it. And, like, this one is just great. Like, it was really wholesome. We thought it was so cute. It was surprisingly applicable to us. Really weirdly applicable to the show.
0: Well, I think that's why Alex picked it, because not only is Michelle Rodriguez in it, but it's about racing. covers the two birds with one stone. I think this is kind of, like, the definition of just, like, a straight down the middle Kids' movie. Like, it's not bad, but I'm never going to watch this again. Like, I think it's fine.
1: That's what I mean. I'm not like, oh, this is a classic film and, like, it needs to be watched over and over again. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm always, they're always so pleasantly surprising that I enjoy them more than I think.
0: In the era, sort of, of like um, Pixar movies, and there, I think a lot of these movies kind of entered a formula. And it's like, well what like what kind of anthropomorphic thing can become our star and like what is the what's the thing that like that most defines their shortcoming and then how do they overcome it in the end, right? Yes. Like you know, and so a snail is slow, but the snail wants to be fast and just there's never really, I don't think, uh, a, a doubt or a surprise at like what happens, No, but, you definitely know, not. It's blessedly short, it's only ninety six minutes, which is very nice. And it's pleasant. Like there's nothing like there's something about this movie that I didn't like. It's wholesome.
1: And they also give you like some facet of a moral lesson. And a lot of them are like tied about to family, and, like, the love of family. So that's, you know, hits big for us, and,
0: yeah. I mean, this one is uh, speckled with, speckled with, strewn with, whatever, uh, some racism, where all the Mexican people run a taco truck and yeah. live in the ghetto, and there's some stuff in here that's not great, you know, overall... So there's a guy on the How This Get Made podcast uh, who is a corrections and omission superstar. So like I was saying, that like in between those episodes, uh, they do like the mini episode where they basically announce what the next movie is, but they also have people write in like, okay. what did we miss? What do you want to talk about? Whatever. And so there's this guy on there for a while called Cameron H. And he would always write in with like, just like these really like interesting ideas. Like he would just, you know, essentially like the emails for our show, he would write into that show and be like, here's what you missed, blah, 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 whatever. I followed Cameron H. Out Letterboxd. He follows me back. So we're kind of like Letterboxed friends. And he has written a lot about there, on there about how he. Has a lot of kids, or he has at least one kid, or whatever. As such, he has to watch a lot of kids' movies, and it seems like this. Like I think he gave this, like two and a half stars. and He's just like, you know, this is a movie that as soon as it ended, his kid, his son, wanted to put it right back on. Oh, which I think is kind of the highest compliment. He's like, you know, as soon as it ends, he hits play again. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I want to watch Turbo again. So like, as a parent who has to watch a lot of these kind of movies, I think you could do a lot worse than Turbo in in the long run.
1: And as a kid, like that's pretty much like the kid test of like five star review, right? Like yep. you're like you turn it off, hit rewind, like you put it in the in the fast rewinder slap that baby down and put it right back in
0: basically as soon as credits hit on a netflix thing it's like you might also be interested in this it's like give me a chance to breathe but i do wonder if they'll ever be like hey <laughs> want to watch it again just press this button because it feels like that that's coming next you know what i mean
1: or um like repeat like loop like for like cds and stuff or music like on your ipod
0: yeah so yes yeah, so let's talk about some fast connections there's some obvious ones there's some uh actually before we do there I want to give one sort of behind the scenes fast action so this movie sort of originated from like a pitch idea that DreamWorks did so this is by first time director David Soren who has gone on to direct two I don't want to call them lesser Madagascar movies but there's like a it's like a million Madagascar movies yeah whatever DreamWorks organized a competition for all employees to pitch a one page story idea the night before this guy David Soren the director had the idea for Fast and Furious with snails put together a pitch for that and won the competition so this movie came out of like this weird internal pitch competition at, at DreamWorks where it's like, hey, what movie would you like to see made or whatever? Yes. And he came up with the idea of Fast Affairs with Snails, and there we go. Because the biggest fast connection, like the most direct thing that maybe in a movie ever, Turbo becomes turbo in a race essentially between Brian and Dom. Kind of like
1: inverted characters, but it's very Brian and Dom.
0: How do you mean inverted characters?
1: Because I think like the the bald grumpy looking guy is driving like an import and the young kid is driving like the hipstery looking kid is driving a muscle car like they like it's it's very much brian and dom but they they like switch the drivers too
0: because it's literally a charger right with the no, exhaust it's on sh- the engine it's a chevy it's, not a charger?
1: it's a chevy something with a blower so but it, it looks
0: it looks like a charger
1: it looks like the charger it's black
0: and the other one is uh Eclipse with the green running lights, right?
1: It's some kind of foreign car. I didn't know what they're trying to do, but it looks like a GTR. It looks like an eclipse. They kind of like, they kind of Frankenstein'd like all the Fast and Furious cars between them together, you know? So. It's very similar. It's th- this is definitely the tone and the idea that they were going for. Yes.
0: As this is happening, I was like, "Please tell me that he absorbs Nas and becomes fast." And then, as I'm writing that down, that's exactly what happens. It's like, "Oh my god!" Like I was right. Like it's yes. it's, it's the it's the best way for him to become turbo. It's like yeah,
1: <laughs> he falls off the bridge because he's like watching cars because he wants to be fast, and he falls off the bridge and lands on top of the the charger esque car and gets sucked into the blower and goes through the engine. He would have been Escargo real quick, but he's impervious to heat, apparently, and he's in the engine. It's a very fast and furious shot, too, right? Like, the going through the engine, which I thought was really cool. Yes, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And then I see the kid do the shot of Nos, and the Nos goes through the engine and it, like, fuses with his blood cells and they all become spinning wheels, and he gets turbo powers. It's amazing. It's incredible. It was, it was, like, just it was so mind-blowing to me. I was like, this is perfect. Oh, also, the race that they're having is at the Aqueducts, which we talked yeah. about all the fucking time. That, like, why is the Fast and the Furious never at the Aqueducts and how we imagine it? And this is, like, them making Fast and the Furious happen at the Aqueducts, which we're always, like, we have the, you know, the Mandela's, effect of i do at least always have them being there because it just feels like they were there
0: you had messaged me before like this is so like weirdly perfect and i just thought it was about racing and about like kind of family or whatever like i didn't know and then i saw this and i was like this is it's just it's amazing it's it's so perfect
1: yeah, like on the nose for exactly what we want.
0: With that in mind, like my regret, my my wish, my woe is that Michelle Rodriguez is in this movie for so little yeah. that like I forgot it was her, and like at the end I was like, oh, I haven't even I haven't even noticed or paid attention to like who she plays. Oh, really? The cast of characters that they have as his fellow racing snails is not like insane, but like really big, right? Like dog. Yeah. It's Ben Schwartz, it's Samuel L. Jackson, it's yep. Maya Rudolph. Like it's all these people that are like, oh my God, like they got a lot of those people. And I'm like, how are you gonna have Michelle Rodriguez in your racing movie and not have her be a racer I mean she owns at the end, she owns an auto body shop. Well she
1: always did. She they're in a plaza. Okay, so he gets the turbo powers, he goes back home, he starts to realize he has these these powers and his brother gets like taken by a hawk or a crow. He turbos through the streets and saves his brother, and winds up outside of this taco truck. The kid that runs the taco truck kidnaps him. Well, they put him. He puts him in a cup, and it turns out his whole dream of of racing in NASCAR. This kid runs snail races, and it's everybody in this plaza where his brother's taco stand is. A taco stand, a nail salon,
0: an auto body shop, an and auto body shop. shop,
1: and a hobby shop. Yeah. And Michelle Rodriguez is the mechanic at the auto body shop. And so she has her own garage in this in this starlight plaza. And I was like, oh, that's really cool that they made her the mechanic, right? That that plays well.
0: I think that's fitting, but I was kind of hoping, and I mean, I saw that she was like 13th build, like I knew she wasn't going to be like a, a main part of this movie, yeah. but I also just like like I don't know why you have like Maya Rudolph there, like I feel like, you know, it could like, I mean, that could have been Michelle Rodriguez. Not that any of those really have a ton more to do than she does, but like it just, I was hoping that she was going to be a racer as opposed to just like a body shop, but like, or just that she would be in it at all a little bit more, but you know, I'm just glad that we got her.
1: I think that if you would have made her like a letty as a snail, that would have been kind of less interesting to me than her being a real character that's a female that owns a garage.
0: Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. I mean,
1: granted, it cuts down on our screen time because the movie's about snails, but the gravity of it feels better to me.
0: Well, it's like there's that movie, G-Force, where Nicolas, like, Nicolas Cage plays a mole, and it's a hybrid between animated CGI moles and CGI gerbils and stuff like that, and real people. Like, there's actual, like, it's, you know, set in the real world, but it's So it's, it's like whatever. Smurfs or something? It's about the animated creatures more, but also, like, not that we're watching it for Michelle Rodriguez, but we're kind of watching it for Michelle Rodriguez or whatever, right? Yeah. So, I don't no, no. Exactly. The other big fast connection fast cast cast connection I guess is that Ryan Reynolds whatever what's his name? Oh, Locke? You didn't think about that? No.
1: I totally forgot that he, he's like a big part of Hobbs and Shaw. You're absolutely right. Holy Yeah, that's fun. why that's
0: why I was bringing it up. Like I explicitly said it a couple times because like Yeah. You know, it's a fast connection, it's not exactly it's not, you know, I guess doesn't always spring to mind that it's a fast action, but yeah, absolutely fast action.
1: I was, you know, I was watching this for Michelle Rodriguez because we're doing that lap, the snails and the nos and the Fast and Furious stuff. I totally forgot that Ryan Reynolds is part of these movies now. It's yeah, so Funny.
0: What other fast actions did you find? Is there anything in particular or broader that you found that you thought that reminded you of these movies of the Fast and Furious movies?
1: At the end of this. Michelle Rodriguez is in the body shop, and I think she's welding. And don't we see her welding in another movie? I don't know if it was the welding, or I'm imagining her use the belt sander in Blue Crush.
0: I think she welds in Widows. She uses the the, the belt right. sander in Blue Crush. But
1: it was a, just another Michelle Rodriguez doing a, a manual Stereotypically task. male thing. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, but it's also cool to see her doing, like, machining work like this kind of work, like a skilled labor. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. She's welding again. And the main fast connection is that this is a family movie, right? It's about like, the, it's about a found family and your brother. You can include people that aren't your family into your family. The family of snails at the beginning that all work together aren't really a family and that you just need to find your own group. There's always going to be a group of people that will accept you for who you are. And that is the main thing that's like, this is why it felt like a Fast and the Furious movie to me.
0: In that point, there was, I was like, is this the first rated G movie that we've done? And no, there's one other one. And I know this is not at all how your brain works, or you're not going to get this right, But I, so I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but do no. you remember the other rated G movie? And I will give you a hint that it does not feel like a rated G movie.
1: I'm going to take a guess. I don't watch ratings, At all, right? Because it's just like, it's just not on my brain. I would have to guess Milton's Secret was our other rated G movie.
0: No, I think that was, I don't think, I think that was unrated.
1: But not unrated like XXX unrated. It was like...
0: No, this was a movie that is, um, it's also probably, I will say, our oldest movie that we've covered. Covered it last lap.
1: Don't, I don't remember.
0: It's a Mad, 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 Mad World was rated G.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Which doesn't feel like it should be. I mean, it shouldn't be rated like R, but like it just feels like a... But back then, you know, Yeah, there's just, I think there's just G and like, rest- like, it was either for everybody or restricted, right? So like... Oh, yes. But yeah, I was like, this is our first, because this is our first like real, I think, kids movie. I don't know what Spy Races is rated, probably Y7 or something, right? Like... Yeah. Big kids. But yeah, I was like, oh, okay, cool.
1: I would I would love if Samuel L. Jackson would have got a fuck in this one, right? Wouldn't that have been great? <laughs> He just drops, like, one fucking it. I remember, I think you can get away with, like, you can get away with, like, one bitch or one ass in
0: a PG movie. Not in G. Like, G is, like, there's nothing at all. Bad. Something similar, but a different topic, but something that we, we generally cover. So this movie cost $127 million. It made 282. Like, that's what it made at the box office. Damn. Yet somehow, and I still don't understand how this works, this is like the craziness of all of it, are still lost $15 million. And so we talk about, you know, profitability, like, especially with like Alita and like whether or not that makes money and like how much money do you, th- do you have to make to like green light a sequel or whatever. Yeah. But for this movie that essentially more than doubled its budget, according to something somewhere lost 15 million dollars which just seems
1: crazy I don't know any of the financials of this stuff but that just seems mind-boggling to me
0: like I guess that's marketing and I guess that's whatever but like still like it's it's just insane number one that like it would cost as much money but I guess you know Samuel L. Jackson even though he's not like the star probably makes a lot of money like it's just all those kind of things right yeah, so yeah. I don't know
1: I had a weird connection to another movie we did very recently we talked about it the two brothers they run a taco truck what is it dose
0: dose bros tacos oh
1: dose bros yeah he's making tacos at one point he puts black olives on them that's very weird i've never seen tacos in my life that have like pizza black oh, really?
0: o- at Moe's, like at Moe's, black olives is a staple. Like they you know, it's it's really it's always there. Yeah. I mean, I've I don't I'm not big on black olives, but yeah, that's always an option. The
1: fuck, are you serious? That's yeah. not like a real thing though.
0: I don't know. I guess it is. I mean, if this is, you know, some kind of authentic or whatever. I I don't think it's not. Oh man, that was so
1: weird to me. It, it made me think of the um the Machete scene when Lindsay Lohan is eating the very white people flower tacos. I was like, this sure. is like a really weird version of tacos if they're putting black olives. Yeah, maybe it's like a California tacos thing?
0: I don't know, because that's the thing to keep in mind. There's, like, Tex-Mex, and there's California tacos, yes. and there's, like, Authentic Mexican. Like, I don't know where it's from, but, yeah, like, to me, I, I'm not into olives generally. I like, you know... But well, you can get it in most. Like a, yeah, it's just one of those things, yep.
1: Damn, okay. We have, like I said, we have a large Mexican population here. They have a lot of taco trucks and, ta- like, taquerias. It's always lettuce, pico, beans. That's what you get. And it just really freaked me out when I saw it enough to take notes about it and I was wow,
0: okay, cool. Moe's might be the only place that does it, right? Like, I might be normalizing a yeah. thing that's not normal but, like, they, it's, yeah, they pickle jalapenos, they have fresh jalapenos and that, like, in the same little area and they have black olives so,
1: I don't know. Weird, weird. Okay, cool.
0: Actually, I have a question for you, not about olives, uh, about uh, Turbo. So, like, when he gets naz Yes. and essentially becomes a car... Yes. Uh, He gets like a car alarm. Like, what? What do you think actually happens to him? Like, does he? (laughs) Does he become a car? Because he has like a car alarm in his shell.
1: He has a radio now. He has lights. (laughs) He has every.
0: His eyes turn into headlights. Yep. He has
1: backup lights and backup beeping. Like he has an alarm. Yeah. I am completely unsure. This is all fantastical to me. So
0: I got those kind of questions. I got like logistical questions like that. The same kind of thing when they're actually in the in the Indy 500 and everybody's Pit stopping. I was like, "Does he?" I'm like, "Does he need to pit?" Like, "Does he this need to pull This is what I was thinking over? too. <laughs> and then like, they almost immediately were like, "One of them." I don't remember his it, it Might have been. Oh, the other weird thing is that like, uh, Ken Jong plays like an old Korean lady. I'm like, "Why are you getting Ken Jong to play like a like?" I don't just like a weird yeah turbo pits. And they give him water, and they give him like a little like they have like a cell phone. They give him like a foot massage. Yeah, they give him like relaxing music. Then they give him like aggressive music, like get second back up or whatever. But one of them says, "I think Ken Jong says it's a snail." There's not that much to do. It's like yeah, like why. Why would you like, unless he's tired, but like it seems like he doesn't get tired.
1: I thought that that was gonna be the main plot point is that he doesn't have to pit, so he gets ahead because of that, right? No, that's not it at all.
0: He's a snail, but he's not like superhuman. Like, he could just, like if, if a car runs over him, he's dead.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking that too. That's the whole like the scariness of the like, if he hits a tire, he's done.
0: Could he? So, there's there's the, the main antagonist in this movie is this guy, Guy Gagne. Uh, This French guy, played by noted French actor Bill Hader. I was wondering if Turbo could affix himself to the hood of Guy's car and like rest because he's still traveling. Oh,
1: like a pit stop, but on his car.
0: Yeah, just like stay on the lead car and then like jump off and like just zoom to the end.
1: Oh. What if like one car wrecked into the other one and the other one like towed it to the finish line?
0: Well, like that's it. Like at the end of this movie, like Guy Gagne is like literally pulling his car. I'm like, is that work like is that a thing that can happen
1: i feel like that i feel like the rules are like you have to cross with your with your vehicle right
0: so that's why he's going it's not an issue with this movie because like issue is way too strong of a word it's a kids movie yeah it feels like when he becomes nas when he becomes supercharged uh he is essentially a car and like they just treat him like a car there's so many, like, other kind of creative things that they could be doing that they just don't do. And I'm like, like oh, what? like, I guess, you know, by the end, he's eventually, like, riding along uh, under cars, and, like, he could be on cars, so he could, like, not have to pit or whatever. It just feels like, oh, he's just a car, like, he has to abide by all the rules of the car, but, like, that's not the case.
1: And there's, like, sh- restrictions for car things, right? Like, he doesn't actually have headlights and stuff, so, like, I don't know.
0: He did remind me, though, did you get any um, recollections, or did he, when he was zooming around as uh, as Turbo, as Blue Turbo, or whatever, uh, did he remind you of anything? Because he's essentially got, like, blue running lights in this movie, uh, but did he? Did his look remind you of anything? Hmm. Not from not, not from a thing that we've talked about, but just something that you have seen a lot in your life, I would say. But no. it's not around anymore. I'm being weirdly, weird and vague, but...
1: No, it reminded me of, like, Cars, because I was thinking about the other movie that's about a car that does this, and running lights in general, but no.
0: He reminded me of uh, a hockey puck on a 90s NHL broadcast. Oh,
1: yeah, the glowing puck on Fox.
0: Because it's the same, like, it's it's running lights, but, it, like, with the, the with tiny the little thing where he, like, you know, they're showing that for the speed, but it's also, I think, so you can follow a snail in a race full of cars you can see where he is but it exactly. just seems like in a race with like a whole bunch of big dudes I was just like oh he looks like a puck that's
1: that's very very true I didn't put that together but no that's awesome yeah he does I miss the glowing puck days and when the guy that was like doing it would fuck up and like put the puck and not know where it is and that would be fun
0: too at some soccer match there was a an AI cameraman um who has been trained to follow the soccer ball. It's what's called brittle AI. Like it okay. would be it would break in ways that humans wouldn't and instead of following the soccer ball around, it would affix it would transfix itself on this bald lineman's head and so you oh. know the action would be going on like on the left side of the field and then the camera would just go to the bottom of the field because like there was just a guy that looked it was bald and it's just like oh that's yeah. you know that's not what's supposed to happen but it's also very funny
1: yeah that is really funny i like that a lot
0: the dos bros tacos i mean we talked about tacos and in, in machete and stuff but also you know there's toretto's marketing cafe so the fact that it's not only a family thing but a family that operates a restaurant together Ooh. is very fast and furious food check Food family Shack.
1: That, family that operates Food Shack, yeah.
0: Oh, one other thing that I was sort of disappointed in with the Michelle Rodriguez side of things was that w- the guy who owns the hobby shop is Richard Jenkins, who's been in yes. a million things. Like, he's just, you know, he's the like character actor. He's in a bunch of things. Like, he's in... Um, Stepbrothers. Brothers. yep. Uh, Cabin in the Woods, all sorts of stuff, right? He His character looks almost a- identical to him. Like, he just looks Agreed. like Richard Jenkins. Michelle Rodriguez just kind of looks like... A buff dude. A buff dude or kind of just like a stereotypical, like, chola? Like, it's just one of those, like, oh, like, you didn't, like, it just felt like they they, they severely disappointed in... Her style. How they treated her, like, just, you know, for watching for her, essentially, right? Yeah.
1: Because we're coming off seeing her in Alita, where they, like, they modeled it after her, right? So, it like, you see it in Alita, you're like, oh, that's Michelle Rodriguez. And this is like, No it's not. This and I think
0: true. that was the other reason that I wasn't thinking of it as her, because like, it's not like she ever has like prolonged conversations. Like it's, you know, she speaks when the rest of the group speaks. Like everybody has like one line in a conversation, right? Like it's not like she's, you know, maybe until the very end or whatever, everybody says like one thing and she says her one thing. So I'm just like, oh, like it's it didn't click in my mind because also it doesn't look like her. Right? And it's also so.
1: weird that they did that. Meanwhile, like even the snails, like Paul Giamatti and the Luis Guzmán brother looks like Luis Guzmán, so it's like, why did you choose to just not make Michelle Rodriguez look like Michelle Rodriguez?
0: There's a chance that it was supposed to be some other actor and then they dropped out and Michelle Rodriguez filled in, but like, I I can't think of an actor who looks like that, right? So I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's it's strange. And
0: also disappointing was that at the end, you know, they have one of those like where you. Line up the voice to the character, and it's like, oh, there's Turbo on screen. Oh, it's Ryan Reynolds. Oh, cool, I didn't, I didn't play. It. Whatever, you know what I mean. And then Michelle Rodriguez is just like on a screen with two other names, and we didn't even see her, her character. Just like, oh, like just every little way that like I could be slightly like not in a, in a grand way that means anything, but like slightly disappointed by all these different like choices or <laughs> lack thereof. I was like, oh, okay. Like I was, I was like, I wonder if we'll see her like in her shop or with the crew or maybe holding a snail. Just like the bottom line of like a like the the marquee outside the mini marts i was just like oh okay yeah it was also weird to me i think my my only other note was that was weird to me that turbo doesn't realize that he could just like walk across the finish line like he's so defeated by the fact yes
1: it needed to build tension
0: I guess, but like, as soon as it happened, I'm like, "Oh, dude, just walk." <laughs> yeah,
1: like you got it. You're the last one left, and you're in the front, so just go. The family comes to your rescue, and everybody cheers you on, and it's a glorious moment thing. But we could have, yeah. we could have skipped all of that and just made the last part of the race. But at a 90-minute movie, it felt like they might have had to stretch some parts out a little bit.
0: I think the pacing overall was good. I just think there was like little things like that where it's like it felt like artificial tension in a way, right? Yes, so, I, don't I
1: agree. It's a kid's yeah. movie, but yeah.
0: Oh, there's also, he drives along the wall. Like, he's doing things that, like, other cars can't. Like, he drive, like, he actually gets on the wall like a snail and does that. Like, I thought that was kind of cool, but it just felt like, why aren't you doing more of that, almost, right?
1: And I was like, is that a legal move? Like... I don't know. I've... seems like
0: nobody gives a shit about legality. They're like, <laughs> oh, cool, a snail's here.
1: Yeah, I mean, once you let the snail into the race, because there's nothing that says you can't.
0: There's nothing in the rule that says a dog can't play basketball. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh, we had a very ludicrous Tej moment. Turbo, when he first realizes his powers, he plays Drop It Like It's Hot, and then Snoop Dogg is in the movie immediately afterwards.
0: True, 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 true.
1: And the other thing was, I'm... They do this kind of in all of these animated movies, but they had a very, like, do you look like a car? Then stop driving like one. And it was very, like, does he look like a bitch from Pulp Fiction? They get mm. Samuel L. Jackson to say that. And I was sure. like, oh, that's a cool little nod to an adult watching it and realizing it's Samuel L. Jackson, right? So, yeah, but yeah, those are my last two things that I had about the movie.
0: So, like I said, there is the Turbo Fast anime series. If you want more Turbo, if you can't get enough Turbo. You can keep watching on Netflix. It was cute. On Netflix.
1: I, I actually really contemplated, I was like, uh, sure. I was like no 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 I got enough racing snails for now and like I'm not ready to get into the cartoon tv show yet
0: but yeah i mean this was good i hope alex that we covered everything i'm I, I do feel like based on some of the other alex things that he sent other other recommendations he sent in uh he tries to troll us a little bit but i think this one overall was like a good pick i think this no, was, one this was an uh,
1: excellent pick are you kidding yeah. me it was way more appropriate than i thought that it even could have been right because it's like yeah. it hit on so many levels in so many different weird ways that i was like we've done a lot worse than pick stuff like that fits this well I'm very thankful about this pick
0: and I'm actually kind of glad that we did this one like this wasn't intentional but I'm now in retrospect I think it is maybe kind of intentional that like I was thinking about Finding Nemo and looking at Finding Nemo on Letterboxd and seeing people giving it like five stars I'm trying to think like movies just in general have progressed so much since like Pixar has progressed so much since Finding Nemo came out I'm like trying to think about how how I will imagine or how I will think of Finding Nemo in a world where, like, Inside Out and Toy Story 4 and, like, yeah. all these crazy, like, advanced whatever. Yeah. But I think comparing it to a movie more closely tied to its... It was it predated Turbo. Turbo. But, like, I think that it's going to be... It, I can sort of compare the, like, emotional beats and the story beats and, like, the yep. painting with a very broad brush... Pixar movies can be enjoyed by everyone, and I feel like a lot of DreamWorks are, like, mostly for kids, which is not, it's not a bad, it's not a different way to do it. It's just, like, you know, that that's what makes Pixar Pixar, right? Like, it's just, like, they're able to tell stories in a way that kind of appeals, to, not every time, but generally. So I'm interested to compare this, having this sort of fresh in my mind, because I don't watch a ton of kids' movies. Same. Uh, to Finding Nemo, which, instead of just being, like, Finding Nemo to, like, the last one, last Pixar movie I saw, which is probably... Toy Story 4 for the Hanks podcast like now I can compare it to another thing kind of of its era sort of so yeah yes. interesting thing here on animation week
1: it definitely has a better fit in comparison worlds I agree
0: so let us watch the trailer let's see how this movie is sold I'm gonna put the trailer in right here it is from movie clips trailers 2.4 million views from seven years ago turbo official international trailer number one Ryan Reynolds Bill Hader movie
1: this that title was like hit all the notes, right? Yep. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, Bill Hader movie.
0: All right. Three, two, one, play. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. 20th Century so Fox DreamWorks. Oh, I don't understand their
0: whole, like, tomato economy. Like, they're in somebody's backyard, right? But, like...
1: It's a tomato a garden. You don't think it's that they would... I thought that a big tension for it was going to be them having to kill the snails or, like, that's survive
0: extermination, Just you know? With the speed I sound. would imagine don't that snails noise? probably help a tomato garden because like. it seems like they, you know get rid of the rotten ones or whatever. Like, this all feels like based on a reality that I don't fully understand, but... Same. It's also like, hey, like, what can these snails be doing? Like, what can he, like, be free of, right? Yeah.
1: Mother nature. And he watches all the the NASCAR videos. Here he is on top of the bridge. Are they going to show us the NAS part?
0: I would imagine so. They have to show, like, like... they essentially have to tell the story, right? And they have to be like, how does he become yeah. a magic snail? Yep, here we go. Here we go.
1: See, it's kind of a eclipse. It's kind
0: of a GTR. It's kind of an everything. It says, it's nice out of the bottle. Yep. Gets sucked into the engine, swimming in Nas. Yeah. Transforming his brain. And his red blood cells. Now they're blue blood cells. Yeah. Uh-oh. Like this is the whole movie, right? Like this is.
1: Yeah, they, this is like you know, like sometimes when they make like a short movie of a movie and okay. then expand it. Mhm. That's what this feels like. This must be my lucky day.
0: My oh, guess for me how this trailer oh, ends Bob, is he's God. going to drive like he's going to drive at the camera and it's going to cut to oh. pr- the, the the title. Ready? Okay. That's my guess. Oh, I,
1: I like that the snails yeah. all make their own yeah, car noises. Yeah. That's fun too. They're still really slow. The snails are cute too. The animation's cute. I like it. It was a good-looking movie. Yeah, I think so.
0: My name is Turbo. Turbo.
1: Oh, I wish I could rename myself.
0: Yeah, Ben Schwartz plays Skidmark. Not a great name. Okay, so they, they actually it didn't end the way that I thought it was going to end. It was close. And it also doesn't even show the Indianapolis 500. It just ends kind of like halfway through the movie. So like,
1: that's great. Right. Yeah, we didn't ruin everything.
0: All right, Joe. The letterboxed game. So good luck with this because I think this is this might be a tricky one. We'll see. But for reference' sake, Mad Max Fury Road, one of the most popular films on Letterboxd, has been seen by six hundred and sixty-two thousand people. Six six two Turbo, twenty thirteen, directed by David Soren starring Ryan Reynolds, Paul Giamatti, Michael Pena, and Samuel L. Jackson, has been seen by how many people?
1: Ugh. DreamWorks is big. A lot of big voice actors. Some people have kids. 35,000.
0: Gotta go higher. You're too low.
1: 55,000.
0: Somewhere in the middle. You're a little bit too high. Okay. uh
1: 42. So somewhere between
0: 35 and 55. It is actually forty-eight. 48,322 uh, 48, people. Average rating of two point four five. Most common rating of three, then a two, then a two and a half. How many of those forty-eight thousand people have it in their top four?
1: Oh, um, two more. Really? Oh, because you said it's like a weird cult movie. That's right.
0: Kind of, but not really. Like that's why I was, I okay. was, I was hard to describe. Like you're gonna see what I'm gonna talk, what I'm talking about. Eleven. In a of these. Somewhere in between, in between two and eleven. One more guess. Seven. Eight. Okay. Eight people have this in their top four. So here are two, like there's it's hard to do this with anybody, but I'm going to do um, first up the account TurboLegs, at TurboLegs. Turbo Legs at Turbo Legs. Turbo his number one favorite movie. Take a guess what his other others' movies are. <laughs> Cars. Thinking too broadly. Think more specifically.
1: Like Turbo Two, Turbo Three.
0: Just four movies called Turbo. Just four different movies oh. called Turbo. <laughs> I don't know what these other movies are, but Turbo, Turbo, Turbo and Turbo. <laughs> Turbo legs.
1: That's awesome.
0: Then we're going to do JB Guarantee at JB Guarantee Turbo is his number three favorite movie of all time. Okay. And this is, again, the kind of the cult-like thing. Name three of the most well-regarded movies of all time. All classics, but in both the time and critical receptions of the words.
1: Like Casablanca?
0: Nope, but you're on the right track. Citizen Kane? Number one.
1: Okay. Fuck, like...
0: Two other movies that we've talked about, not we've, we have not covered, but we have brought up on this podcast before, or multiple times, I would say. Forrest Gump? No, older. Way older. Way older. Way older. Way older. Not Forrest Gump. Never Forrest Gump. I will never describe Forrest Gump like that.
1: No, but I mean, come on, this is like, regard, you know, like one of these.
0: I don't think, but I don't think Forrest Gump is regarded as, as such. I think that there is a weird kind of dissonance now with that. Not even okay. just a personal bias, but these are like unequivocally classics. Citizen Kane number one.
1: Some, like... Two movies that you love. Two movies that I love.
0: Yep. That are old. Yep. I love one old movies. One from the fifties and one from the seventies. One from the
1: fifties that I love. Mm hmm.
0: I think what? so. Pretty sure you took a college course on this.
1: Oh, is it like um, Seven Samurai? Yep. And then from the seventies, uh, the fuck, what is it? The Magnificent Seven. No. Nope. Does he have the opposite? No, I'm talking version?
0: like the the like the high like the most well regarded movies of all time.
1: I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, shit from the 70s. Give me like a little bit of a hint, please.
0: Oranges. But not a clockwork orange. But oranges. Oranges. It's a very vague hint, but it's going to make sense.
1: Is, does it have something to do with. Isn't it cage that always has oranges? No, it's peaches. That's oh, peaches.
0: He also didn't start till the 80s.
1: No, Goodwill Hunting is too early. Oh my God, no!
0: Um, What's like, considered like one of the best movies of all time? Like I'm not, I'm not trying to oversell this. Like it's one of the best movies of all I time. I can't
1: think of any. You got okay. You said not A Clockwork Orange, not Full Metal Jacket, not. It's not no, Kubrick. St- not Kubrick. I'm stuck on Kubrick now. Keep going. Oranges. I got nothing.
0: Uh, cat. Cat. Horse. Horse. Wedding.
1: Charlotte's Web.
0: No. The Godfather.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah.
0: Like, the most obvious answer possible. (laughs) Yeah. Citizen Kane, The Godfather, Turbo, and Seven Samurai.
1: (laughs) Okay. You know, no, no. The cat and the horse glue were great, but not where my brain went at all. I, I went animals. You're... 100% 100% right.
0: Yes, you know the most well regarded movie of all time, Charlotte's Web. <laughs>
1: I don't, dude, I just make guesses here. You know uh,
0: Charlotte's Web that has a horse and a cat in it?
1: I, dude, I went, I went animals. I don't know.
0: But yeah, so shout out to JB Guarantee. Like, that's the thing where I, like, I don't understand, like, Turbo doesn't feel like that weird of a movie to be falling into this kind of trap where it's like best movie of all time best movie of all time turbo <laughs> best movie of all time but i don't know i don't know it's I don't that's know. a
1: good joke that this is this is a guy that i would get along with like, but like what why your...
0: turbo like i don't understand like why turbo would not why not like some like worst like it just feels like such a maybe that's the point i don't know
1: that's that's what i'm saying like if we did this it would be like what are your what are the top four best movies ever made you're like citizen kane the godfather seven samurai fast and Furious Five wait what <laughs> those are the four <laughs> that's that's what i got
0: like turbo still doesn't make any sense like i know what he's going for it just like feels like a weird like it feels like it should be b movie or feels like it should. like i don't i don't know but it maybe works. there are way more for actually i'm gonna look up here letterboxd b movie like it feels like it's part of a meme that i just have never seen b movies in yeah 158 people stop for. like that's yeah. way more popular but yeah okay b movie overwhelmingly uh 5 000 people have given it five stars yeah, people just love b movie man
1: yeah that's what happens.
0: Well, thank you once again, Alex, for picking this one. On Friday, we will continue Animation Week with Haley's pick of Finding Nemo. Joe, any other thoughts about Turbo or anything before we take a break and come back on Friday? More well-received in our house than...
1: I even expected it to be, and I always said, like, I, I'm always pleasantly surprised by these, and even with that anticipation, I really enjoyed it. And it was wildly appropriate, and more than I ever thought it would be as well. I thought it was just going to be like snails racing, so I was like, okay, kind of like Cars, but I feel like this movie fits way better than Cars would.
0: I would imagine there are probably Fast and Furious references in Cars that we just don't know or just can't think of, but yeah, I mean, cause... this is literally a race between Dom and Brian in Los Angeles that creates Turbo, right? So Yeah, exactly. Well, for all things Too Fast Too Forever, you can go to cageclub.com facebook.com slash fast two forever or at too fast two forever on twitter and instagram email us family at cage check out our patreon page at too fast forever.com if you want us to watch turbo or turbo fast or whatever check us out support us over there at too fast forever.com probably too late to get a pick in for this lap but uh, next year you get one pick per lap uh, so three different movies you'll know all three themes get us movies to talk about next year too fast to forever.com i'm joey lewandowski i'm joe too and we'll tell you all about Got it. See you.